It's DTS-134, and we finally found out the weapon balance update is mid-February. All that and more coming up. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's good, everyone, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my amazing co-host Diddy. What is up, dude? How was your week? Week was awesome, very busy this week, but uh slowing down, hopefully in the next couple weeks or so. And I'm playing a little bit more crucible these days. Because oh. strike scoring is is fun and all, but uh, sometimes I just need to finish a Shax bounty to get that really high le- light level weapon or armor piece. So <laughs> been you're doing being that generous. Recently. You don't need the high light. You're 400. You don't need it. <laughs> I'm pretty close up there. I want I want more diversity over there. You know. So you're collecting weapons for this mid-February balance pass. Yes, which we will talk soon. I have my hopes and dreams, but we'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, yes, I'd like to have a different array of, uh, of, of my firearms, I guess. Quiver. Always work quiver. the word quiver there in that's there. What, that's the word I was trying to find. Quiver. I'm that's a nice right. talker. I should have... Uh, that's what I was about to say. You're a hunter. That. Come on, man. You got to get but with that. But I don't that. use quiver on nice talker. I use... He's black hole all the time. Well, wasn't that bugged for a while? So they just like yeah. disabled it. <laughs> there was a glitch. They just infinite quivers. <laughs> yeah. So in order to like fix it in the meantime, they just disabled that node, right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's like the greatest Band-Aid patch ever. We'll get to it. But right now, you just can't pick that You just thing. can't use it. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I played a lot of PvP this week. Most of it solo, some with MVDO. All right, so today we're talking about the weekly update. Primarily, the weapon balance patch is coming mid-February. We're going to have a stream talking about it. Josh Hamrick will be there giving us all the details, which, interestingly enough, he was over at Bethesda for a little bit, did he? We talked about this article last year and change. Josh Hamrick was a senior designer at Bungie, and he ended up leaving Bungie to go work for Bethesda. And specifically, he was working on Fallout 4 to help design the controls for the Vita remote play feature of Fallout 4 and also worked on tuning the various firearms in the game. But now he's back at Bungie, I guess, and he's tuning more weapons, except this time for the live team. Yes, and the live team, they're working on that weapon balance pass mid-February. So happy it's coming soon. All right, let's cut to the chase here. Destiny Hotfix 2.5.0.2 or 2502. I like that. That works cool. 2502 is coming mid-February. They're trying to green light it. I really appreciated from Deej here this quote. The leaders of our team come together many times throughout the life cycle of a game to identify the elements that need to be on our change list. That development work happens in parallel to all of the other projects housed under our roof. So allocations of talent are essential. Timelines are validated by implementers, operations, and release management. Testers make sure the updates will make the game better, not cataclysmically worse. Our deployment team prepares the vehicle to carry the product of that work from us to you. End quote. 
So organizationally, it is a nightmare, it sounds like, to put together one of these patches because they look at the big scheme of things, they have to divvy up the work, say who's going to work on this, for how long, when do we aim for it to get out, who's going to test it, and how much money is this going to cost us, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. There's basically project management, you know, they have tons of project managers and fine-tuning the details, making sure everyone is on the same page to get us a new update to the live Destiny game. That's right. And then he brings Josh Hamrick in. We didn't get the pre-patch notes. Like, we don't have any specific details. They gave us a few of the objectives. But what I found super interesting is he did a throwback to where Josh Hamrick was helping with the initial balance patches of Destiny, trying to make the Nova Bomb, Golden Gun, and the Fist of Havoc exist in a brave new world filled with primary, special, and heavy weapons. And, of course, good old T-Rex striker melees. Remember those days, did he? (laughs) Couldn't hit something that was two feet in front of me with a Titan. That is exactly correct. So their objectives with this upcoming patch, and we're going to go into more in-depth speculative detail about each of these in a second. Number one, promote alternatives and counters to shotguns. Number two, align potency of primary weapons with surgical changes. Number three, file down a couple of issues from each class. Number four, fix some issues with a sampler platter of exotics. And number five, supporting adjustments to special ammunition. All right, Diddy, let's rotate up to the top. Promoting alternatives to counters to shotguns. What do you make of this? Sidearms coming up. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, No, but more seriously here, I think they're going to bring a lot of the other special weapons or all the other special weapon types up to the same level as shotguns. So shotguns are very effective right now, but uh, I think they, they don't really want to just put it in the ground and bury shotguns they want to bring everything up to the same level that would be awesome yeah so they've mentioned previously they don't want to nerf the shotgun class into the ground Bungie has done that previously with different weapon types and it's created very interesting dynamics for the sandbox what i see happening is reversing the changes that happened to snipers with the rise of iron update so basically buffing snipers moving forward it was a nerf when rise of iron came out to sniper rifles I also agree with you. I think sidearms could see a little bit of a buff. Fusion rifles are in an interesting place because something like a Saladin's Vigil with the right perks, its range is outstanding, Mm -hmm. and it's actually a pretty good weapon in skilled hands. So I don't know what they're going to do with fusions. Those have always been such a fine little like needle point that they have to balance all of it on because fusion's just a little too much and they're insane and just a little too not good enough nobody uses them right i think the uh, the fast charging lower impact fusion rifles could bring to could come up to counter shotguns oh yeah because there's fast swap perks quick draw and then there's snapshot there's accelerated coils those kinds of things they all make the fusion come up faster and shoot faster, but they're not very effective, close, close range, just like a shotgun is. So I can expect to see something like that, you know, buffing the uh, the fast rate of fire fusion rifles. Mm -hmm. And I think with number two, jumping ahead here, align potency of primary weapons with surgical changes. So if you guys haven't been following things a while back, it was asked on the forums, do players want to see a buff to primary weapons across the board? We talked about this in a few shows where a lot of the PvP community has talked about in year one how strong primary weapons were, especially during the Thornpocalypse era, how consistently strong, especially hand cannons, could control space and how you could reliably shoot them across longer sight lens than you can now. 
So there was this sort of movement saying year one was better because primaries were stronger. Uh, you know, take or leave it. I don't really know where Diddy or I land on this. I think we're sort of in the middle on both sides of the coin. Like, yes, there have been some very good balance changes, but at the same time, too, rip hand cannons, man. If you don't have <laughs> range perks for your hand cannon, no way. What's it? It's not worth using. So I see number two here is a buff across the board for primary weapons. What do you think? I would hope so. Yeah, the the surgical changes phrasing there means that they're they're not going to overdo it you know there are some primaries that are in a really good spot right now but others are just no competition like really fast firing hand cannons lower impact those kinds of weapons it takes four or five shots to reliably kill a guardian when you have other weapons that kill twice as fast when it's and that's there's just no point in using that class. I would see, hopefully see like a surgical change, like, okay, we're going to tweak those numbers just a little bit, bring them up to the same level, and then uh, just fixing a couple things uh, across the board, which is actually, uh, I'm, I'm referencing number four here in the goal, so I'm jumping ahead a little bit, so I'll wait until we talk about the, the exotics. Well, I think I know what you're hinting at here. So we got to touch on the elephant in the room, Clever Dragon and that archetypes of the Grasp of Malak, insanely strong, especially if you have the God Roll, Man, it's un unbelievable, and high-caliber rounds makes it a very frustrating gun to fight against. Anybody who's played PvP in the last few months has experienced that clever dragon and how frustrating it is. I mean, it kills at ranges that scout rifles would be envious of, right? So yes. maybe the surgical change also involves some of the perk sets alongside of damage falloffs, because what I could see mm -hmm. happening with clever dragon is make the damage falloff happen a little bit closer so they're less effective at long range, and then just remove HCR as a viable perk from Clever Dragon. I mean, remember back to the Mida era where Mida was so strong last December. What did they do? They addressed HCR, and that ultimately was all the ripples that needed mm -hmm. to settle the pond out, and people had more diversity in their weapon choices. So, Yep, exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned that because there was actually two personal experiences of mine in the Crucible that uh, are really relevant here. I, I was using a Hopscotch Pilgrim, in one of the Iron Banners, right? And I was playing on Pantheon, and I got outranged and outgunned by a clever dragon, like all the way across the lane. And mm -hmm. I, just, I just, that didn't make much sense to me because, you know, my slower firing pulse rifle there, I kind of expected it to have a little bit more range than the faster firing one. So surgical changes would be not just balancing pulses against auto rifles, against hand cannons, would be looking at the different archetypes of the different, of the same weapon and uh, try and balance it across the same, like the pulse rifle class, make them all pretty much even there. And then the second one was um, doing Shaq's bounties, of course, finding that um, <laughs> getting those primary kills is a little bit more difficult. You know, you don't really notice, you know, how much you rely on that secondary weapon until you're trying to get only primary, uh, primary kills. And uh, I'd like to see a little bit of changes there. So fingers crossed. Yeah, it brings up a good point. There is no such thing as a perfectly balanced destiny. There's too many perks. There's too many different kinds of weapons. Mm -hmm. You'll never reach a patch where there isn't a dominant set of weapons, like two or three weapons that just command the meta. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't switch things up and try and work towards a better balanced state. And in that world, I think right now, almost any change is good change for destiny PvP. It's been a very long time. If you think about it, Rise of Iron came out last September, and we haven't had an update to the balance of weapons, at least for PvP since then. 
that's a very long time and I think most people expected December to switch things up for PvP so as much as I want to scrutinize and go into like just crazy microscopic detail over what they decide to change mid-February a big part of me is just happy this is occurring and that we're going to have the freshness of getting to experience that new sandbox and discovering what is viable what's the strongest set of things now mm -hmm. exactly and we mentioned this last week the, the first two or three weeks after a balance pass comes is like the best time to play the crucible because oh, nobody yeah. knows what's strong yet and they're just using whatever they want and it's awesome it is my favorite time of course yours too we'll be definitely playing those weeks number three file down a couple of issues from each class. Well, I can definitely think of two perks on the Stormcaller that I would see getting addressed. The first is Amplitude, which gives you that absolutely insane Warlock melee range. Diddy, there's there's memes about this, okay? <laughs> yes, there are. There's a, I saw one the other day about uh, like a Photoshopped Warlock arm, which is like 15 times longer because you know, just, <laughs> I'm just gonna slap you from 50 feet away. That's it's like Gumby arms. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the other perk is uh, Electrostatic Mind, which you, like, if you've been playing Trials the last few weeks, you've run into this. It basically, when teammates are nearby, it charges the super of the player faster. So what's going on in Trials is you'll have three Storm Callers using Electrostatic Mind, and they're also using the Memory of Scory, which is the artifact that when you have your super, you can charge your other teammates' supers faster if they're nearby to you. So what happens in Trials is they all stay in the spawn as long as possible, farm super energy, and then just take turns laughing as they defeat you <laughs> as storm trance. Like, it's a really annoying strategy to play against, and it's really common right now because it's strong. So I could see maybe memory of Scory being addressed in here, but we're talking about classes. So I could see amplitude being scaled down and electrostatic mind. I don't know how they would do it, but I could see it getting a little bit of a nerf. Or at least just not stacking with memory of whatever. So, scory. Yeah. Scory. Yeah. I don't use it so I just I have no idea what it is. But yeah, that that would make sense. I would like to see some balance because, you know, as a hunter main, I've been trying to do gunslinger in the crucible and it's hurting because uh, we are not the gods we once were in the crucible. <laughs> so. Well, I have a question there because you're a gunslinger. How does it feel when you shoot a golden gun at a juggernaut titan? Uh, and it doesn't kill them because it just consumes the shield. <laughs> Slightly frustrating <laughs> that a single perk can just shut down my super entirely. And then it's, I don't know, it's just, it's frustrating because, I don't know, just like to see some more, get, get some hunters some love in this balance pass, please. So let's talk then about fix some issues with a sampler platter of exotics. At first I couldn't think of like, well, what are they talking about here? But then you and I threw about, I don't know, six seconds of conversation listed. Oh, yeah, Hawkmoon's not very good right now, and Red Death is terrible right now. And you, of course, the hunter bringing in Acleophage, really angry about the nerf that happened to Acleophage, <laughs> right? Yeah, so Acleophage was like the go-to hunter exotic in year one. It gave you an extra golden gun shot. That's amazing. You can fire four, point and click, whatever. But <laughs> with the they nerfed it by if you have it equipped, your golden gun lasts like 7 seconds instead of the 14 or 12 or whatever it normally is. That's v 7 seconds to shoot four golden gun shots is very small. And compared to like a, a Sunbreaker Titan, you can throw six hammers in 23 seconds. Kind of uh, kind of worrisome there for a, for a hunter main. Yeah, unless they're all lined up in a really tight way, you're not <laughs> going to get off all four shots confirming kills. So it becomes less of a roaming super and almost something that you're like, well, there's better exotics. I could be using shinobis, right? 
Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, there's not very many good hunter exotics right now. Shinobu's Vow or the um, Frosty boots. Those are Frosties are sick, man. And Shinobu's are, are amazing. <laughs> I guess Graviton Forfeit as well because it gives you that shade step for the Night Stalker and you can use another perk as well. And it looks but, cool. Uh, I'm rocking just Radiant Dance Machines because I I don't like anything else. Mm. Really? Yeah, honestly. Not I just, Frosties. I a... your, your legs get all iced over when you're running. You know, I guess I should use Frosties, but I'm kind of picky. I don't have a good roll on them. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, but I guess it doesn't really matter because that exotic perk. I guess Frosties, I would use them if I had a higher light level one, but I don't mm-hmm. want to get rid of my Radiant Dance Machines because they're my highest light level boots right now. <laughs> ah, I see. So I, I, I don't have see. any, and I don't have any infusion fuel for the Frosties uh, to make them worthwhile. Okay. Well, let's move on to number five then. Supporting adjustments to special ammunition. I don't really know what to make of this. Either they're going to nerf the ammo bricks and make it so there's less special ammo out there. Maybe they're going to increase it. I kind of doubt that. I really don't have an opinion on this one until I see what changes are going to happen to the rest of the weapons. I think right now, I don't think special's in a terrible place. I know that. That's just me personally, though. So I'm sure there's some folks who think, no, we need more primary on primary gameplay. And the best way to do that is lessen the amount of special ammo out there. I would be on the other side of the fence. I think you need to address the, like it says earlier, the potency of primary weapons first before you make, you know, the judgment to special weapon bricks. What do you think? I think we have to think about this bullet point in the context of the balance pass. Um, They're talking about bringing other special weapons up to par with shotguns. Special ammo right now is not in a bad spot, but if they bring every special weapon up to up mm, yeah. speed, then special ammo might be in a, a bad spot, like it'd be overpowered or whatever. And the surgical changes to primary weapons as well. You know, if they, my ideal thing would be to absolutely overbuff primary weapons and they give us more special ammo, but it's, special ammo is not going to be worth it because your primary is going to be doing work. I, they just yep. be like, haha, take that. You can have all the special you want, but primary weapons are awesome. I just think that would be super troll. Don't think it's going to happen. Of course, I'm kidding. But I think uh, some adjustments will be needed with the balance changes coming in into play. I was looking at Thornpocalypse gameplay a few months ago, and it's insane the sight lines that Thorns were commanding. And you don't see people just straight up shotgun rushing you the way that we do now when it's like a tighter map like Asylum. Because the primaries commanded more dominance of the space. It required like a lot more respect from you as the player, whereas now I find myself often... Oh, screw it, I'm going in. You know, you just whip out the matador when you're close enough. You're like, I'm going for it. Remember me. There's very little risk in just running at somebody with a shotgun in in Destiny maps because there's so many close quarters areas, you know, and they have to be able to be punished. So hopefully the primary buff is going to address that. Dude, there are so many moments where I come around a corner and just get deleted. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) if you're not zoning right and you get too close to an edge and they just slide shotgun you, you're like... Destiny. Ah, yes, I get it, Destiny. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week at Bungie. They are going to be doing a stream prior to this going live to show off some of these changes. Mid-February is what they have it slated for, unless they have a hitch that technically slows it down, like if there's a bug or something. My biggest hope here, Bungie, please release your pre-patch notes about the tentative changes before you go on stream. 
That way we can digest it. We can read through the changes before everybody QQs and freaks out because there will probably, <laughs> knowing Bungie, there's going to be like a couple changes in here that make literally no sense at all. So <laughs> better to not see that on stream and rather we just, we get through it, we mature, we digest those changes, then <laughs> we look and QQ about it on the stream. Okay, that's going to do it for this week at Bungie. There was an ESL PlayStation 4 4v4 tournament today. It was called the Community Cup number four for Europe. The winners were two teams with little American flags next to their names. So I don't really know how that works unless they were allowed to play in it. So the winner was I am number two and coming in second place was the Bomb Squad Kittens. And it was a 64 team ESL tournament, which is pretty cool. Although I didn't see this advertised like anywhere. And anytime I tried to find a stream link to it on Reddit, the auto mod had deleted the stream links for it. So I'm just <laughs> curious when these things come up, I wonder if there's a better way to start following the competitive side of destiny, because I would have liked to have tuned in sort of see what's going on right now. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that, you know, Bungie's becoming more involved with uh, competitive destiny and ESL. They didn't uh, advertise this one kind of shocked there, but hopefully <laughs> remember we'll that see something college speedrun thing. Oh, yeah, the uh, the Red Bull thing. <laughs> yeah, Red oh, I can't remember what it was called. Nobody knew about it, dude. You and I didn't yeah. even know about it. It was like, <laughs> we would have wanted to compete in that. That would have been really cool, but it was just mm -hmm. such a random one-off deal that never got much press time. <laughs> I think normal Destiny streamers get way more views than that. Like, just tell one of the influencers in the Twitch section. They will gladly get involved and do, like, a restream or a host or promote it to their audience, so... All right, before we wrap up today's show, we got a really interesting idea from at zero six on Twitter, longtime listener and fan of the show. We appreciate it. This guy is always super nice to me on Twitter. He had the idea for Strikes of Osiris, did he? Which is almost like a PVE version of Trials of Osiris where you need to beat strikes flawlessly under a certain threshold of like if you lose one or lose two or three, it's like a ticket system, just like Trials, mm. right? Yes. I think that'd be a pretty good idea. I think having a strike version of endgame PvE content that's on the same level as Trials of Osiris would be absolutely amazing. And we'll read his his details here uh, from, from the Twitter, uh, and I'll, I'll quote him here. Works similar to Trials, but for PvE. It's a strike playlist consisting strikes of a difficulty decided on by Bungie. Instead of nine wins before three losses, the goal is to beat six strikes with no one in your fire team dying before you beat two strikes with someone in your fire team dying. Playlists will be available Friday through Monday or whenever Bungie deems necessary, and you will need strike passages to enter. So I'm going to pause here. The scorecard for Strikes of Osiris is basically the losses on your card are completing the strike with someone dying on your team. The wins are completing the strike flawlessly, nobody dying on your team. I think that's actually pretty good. I like that because it prevents or promotes, you know, teamwork and it uh, presents a challenge to the Guardians there. So I'm going to throw in this idea. It takes it in a little different direction. I've been playing a lot of WoW in the last month and they have this thing called Mythic Plus which is basically a really cool endgame Nightfall-esque thing where you go through a mythic dungeon. If you beat it, it's with a pre-made team, you get your keystone charged up, right? And so the next time you go through that same dungeon, after you've beaten it once, you've got your keystone that's now plus one. You go through it on mythic plus one. And you have to beat it under a certain time limit. If you beat that same dungeon under that time limit, you get to go through the dungeon again 
only it's a shorter time limit, and each time you go through it and you beat it, the enemies get more health and they deal a little bit more damage, and there's also what are called, um, what are they, what are they called modifiers? I can't remember. They're called affixes. Okay, so affixes are like the exact same thing as modifiers for nightfalls, where they just maybe like tanks generate much less threat, or all players suffer damage over time while the challenge is active, like all sorts of different things that they add to it. And all the way up through Mythic, I think, 10 it is. And you've got a full week to try and get to Mythic 10. And if you do it, you get super sweet rewards. Like the, the higher you get, let's say you got to Mythic plus 7, you're going to get from your weekly chest 870 gear. And the highest, I think, right now for Mythics is like 880 or 890. So I think you could take Strikes of Osiris and turn it into like this ever harder difficulty train where you have to beat it under a tighter time limit with more and more challenges thrown at you, like they deal more damage or they're, you know, got some extra modifiers under them. What do you think? That would be awesome. This The scaling aspect of those are awesome because <laughs> if you had, oh man, nine strikes in a row and each one got progressively more difficult, like they added more troops every single time or they did match game after a certain point for every single strike or they just did like i don't know two strike bosses at the end of one you have valis to Arik and the brothers as well <laughs> uh, blastoise and charizard that's what i'm talking about just in the same room something like that that wouldn't happen but doing this strike multiple times in a row getting more difficult every single time that would be awesome. That would feel like end game to me. We would play that to death. I guarantee you. Yes. You and I would be doing that every single week. And I believe all the technology is there. I definitely could see that being a thing they implement in the springtime update. Is it likely? No, but I think all the pieces are there with strike scoring. When you have to beat the nightfall under the time limit, that system's already in place. They just need to know like where you're at on your card that week and then what modifiers to add and when and time limits, you know. So I loved this idea. Thank you, Zero Six. It got our gears turning quite a bit. And if you guys have ideas of your own, we'd like to hear about them too. Tweet us at Destiny the Show. Any closing thoughts before we finish up, Diddy? No, that's it. Just waiting for that balance pass. You'll probably see some uh, thoughts about it beforehand on my Twitter. So uh, stay tuned for that. Where can they find your Twitter? <laughs> Twitter.com slash Diddy, DTS, D-I-T-T-Y, DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. You can find us online at DestinyTheShow.com, or again, follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. You can join our Discord, Discord.me slash DestinyTheShow, over a thousand members strong. Thank you, guys. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.